Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. I'm Hilary Robertson, and for this episode, I'm joined by Jane Roman Pitt, whose album Midnight Lullaby was recorded in Nashville with Grammy winner Matt Gaydon. This is a lovely collection of warm and lovely melodies, but it's more than that, and it appeals to children and adults alike. You'll find all the links in the show notes. And meanwhile, I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Hello, Jane. Hello, Hilary. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for asking me. This is such an honor. I'm really pleased to have you to be talking about these lullabies. They seem just perfect for (laughs) the post-pandemic world. Yes, for all of us, don't you think? Indeed. And I think that's one of the key messages. This is not just for children, is it? This has got something for all of us. Exactly. That's great. Tell me, when did you record this album? I recorded this one in 2010, maybe nine. The reason for it was that my son and his wife were expecting their first child. And I felt like I wanted to give her, the coming baby, a really wonderful present. And so I thought to write a song. And in researching about writing a song, I started getting interested in lullabies. I had recorded a few, some traditional lullabies some years before for a friend of mine who was teaching toddler music classes. And she said at the end of this very active period, she would like a lullaby to put on the, on the recordings that she was making for the parents to take home. And she asked me, we were friends, and she said, I think you have a lullaby voice. So I'd never really thought that much of lullabies. I had known my own lullabies that I'd learned from my mother, my you know friends, from books, from the traditional ones. But I really loved doing that little project. And so then when it came time to look at them more seriously and record that one that I was giving to my coming granddaughter, I started asking young people, young parents, what they were playing for their kids. And it turned out that they were playing some of the traditional lullabies, but mostly they were playing their favorite music, whatever that was. Because they, what I realized is that parents sit, or grandparents or caretakers, whoever is in charge of nap time or bedtime, they have to sit there sometimes for a very long time. And if they're playing the same thing over and over again, which children often like, it might as well be something that the parents like too. So the first one that I came across in that manner was uh, Baby That's Not All and I by Josh Ritter. And I listened to it and I thought, it's probably a love song but it works for a lullaby. And then I started to look for other things like that. 
and there were lots of them. And there were lots that were written specifically for lullabies. The Dixie Chicks one that I have on there was obviously for their collective children. Um, it, I always thought that Bob Dylan's Forever Young is a perfect song for any age, for any occasion, and I had to include that. I had actually done a version of it years before in a more, it was in Nashville also on a previous album, and that was much more electric guitar, sort of upbeat, swingy, but for this lullaby one, it had to be gentle. Definitely. And it, it's just, it is, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, the whole album is, it seems like it's what we need. It's some nurturing songs, isn't it? Yes, that's the hope. Exactly. Yeah. I think that we do all, you know, and as we were saying, I think that we do all need, no matter our age, that kind of nurturing in times, especially in times of stress, yeah. in times of loneliness, you know, as we've experienced in the pandemic. Robert Browning said, he who hears music finds his, finds his solitude peopled. Lovely. Yeah. And, and that's true, isn't it? I think I've especially, I've, I've been amazed that I've sought out new music through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, partly for this podcast, but also just because that's what I wanted to do. And the, I've, I've, I've really taken solace in it. And I think it's helped me get through the, the, these very, very difficult times. Yes, yes, it has been. And I want to say that I've really enjoyed your podcast. Thank you. Partly for that reason, that I've gotten to know other music. Yes. And one of the things that I've talked about a lot is I think before I started this podcast, I, I was very clear. I was a classically trained musician and then I went into jazz and then I dabbled with pop. And I, I think I put music into a box. I wanted to have it in a genre. And I think this process going through this podcast and listening to lots of new music at this time has really shown me that that's uh, you know it's almost an impossible task because so much music doesn't fit into one box and that's that's a good thing exactly and i think more and more as we're becoming more of a global society and sharing ideas in music and maybe especially during the pandemic, there's been so much more people just doing it on all levels from, you know, anybody being able to record something, put it on YouTube, or put it using an app like the acapella app. You know, there's just, you can just do that. You can collaborate all the way from that to productions yeah. of... Well, as, as you mentioned in, in one of your interviews, Joe Lovano was talking about a new recording that he did. Yeah. At the highest level. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think one of the other things is that this, the reason I called it Harmonious World is because I want it to be about 
people sharing what they're good at and you know making the world a better place and it really does feel like music is doing that yes however you do it that's right because and this is i'm i'm um in the process of of putting together material for for writing a book about this actually oh and it's on the effect there's such a powerful effect of music for especially for calming us and it, the a big focus will be on the lullaby aspect but also just the way our brains work when we listen to music or participate in music and the way our brains can sync up together even long distance even virtually like this yeah it's it's really quite amazing that yeah. all the parts of the brain using you know, music affects the brain unlike anything else really except for possibly deep meditation yeah but all the parts of the brain are lit up at the same time which creates pleasure and creates more coherent functioning of the brain yes so, absolutely well i'll be really interested to read that when it's ready when it's done thank you <laughs> good so how has lockdown been for you whereabouts are you i live in Asheville, north carolina ah in the beautiful blue ridge mountains and um i feel very lucky to be here it's also a fairly temperate climate so that's been a little bit easier i could get outside more i think than people in the northeast or maybe in the north of england is yes that where you are <laughs> well i'm i'm in um I'm, I'm only a little bit north of london but um right it's yeah we've had moments i mean the last few months we've had about four or five months of it just being so gray and rainy and horrible right we're just looking forward to having some sunshine and some warmth it makes such a difference to be able to get outside yeah, yeah. so i feel lucky that i haven't been in new york city at this point or in a big city and not you know as afraid to just walk outside and I have to admit, I loved the first few months of it. I was, of course, sad for what was going on. And I lost several relatives to COVID and early on. And so I understand just tremendous suffering that people have gone through. But for me personally, I have to, I feel almost guilty admitting it, but I think some of your other musicians have said similar things. It's almost been a gift, a chance that I've waited for for a long time to just be inside and wake up every day and say, I get to. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have to go anywhere. In fact, I can't go anywhere. So I, what I did for the first six months or so was to write a large choral piece that I'd been wanting to do for a long time. Wow. Based on the poetry of Rumi. Oh, really? Yes, I love, love the poetry. And so now, of course, I knew full well that there wouldn't be choirs able to give it to for a long time. But I figured someday, and it seems like things are starting to open up a little bit again. So that was great. After, you know, 
10, 12 months of solitude, I was definitely ready for things yeah. to open up again. Yes, and I think that's something about um, the musicians that I've spoken to. Most of them, although they haven't been able to put that put this thought into words, I think nevertheless they were creating music for the coming out of lockdown, for the new world as it will be. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of them have been, you know, just making the best of whatever we yeah. can do but also sort of feeling like there's some hope. I think so. Wherever there's creativity, yes, then there's hope. Yes, I think, you know, getting back to um, Midnight Lullaby, I think there's something about lullabies being important because you need sleep, good quality sleep, to then be able to cope with what comes next, with the next day. Exactly. You know, there's one one theory. There's a researcher at the a professor at the University of Washington, whose theory is that lullabies were actually the original form of human speech, because it was so important for the parents to be able to sleep. Right. They they developed it as you know the the vocalizations, the comforting sounds, the melodic. Um, the gestures and as well as the holding but they it was a a matter of survival of the species if we want the baby to survive the baby does better when the baby sleeps and the parents do better when the parents sleep yeah. <laughs> and i think that that's a very important part of it yeah that's interesting so um, you're, you've been writing your choral piece. Do you have plans for um, some performances coming out of lockdown? You know, nothing definite yet. I'm just starting to trust, I think, that, that we will be able to do that kind of thing. Yes. So I do have a, um, a, a couple of more recent albums than The Midnight Lullaby. And the last one, I have not had a performance, a CD release of yet, because right. that was happening just just as this was starting to happen. So I look forward to that at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's a lot of um, albums that have been released, sort of almost like a soft release, that will then get a proper one um, right. afterwards. And hope, I mean, I I hope that one of the things that comes out of, of lockdown is people have been enjoying listening to music and, and streaming and downloading, but that they'll get back into live performances and CDs and different formats and, and, you know, having a combination of things. Absolutely. Yes. While in some ways it has been kind of easy to be able to sit at home and not, you know, brave crowds or cold weather or, you know, all the things that we do when we go out to concerts. Mm. In some ways that's been easier, but there's really something that we're missing. Yeah. When we're not together. And, you know, again, that in, in what I've been learning about the brain and music is that we really 
develop a synchronicity. Our brains and even our heartbeats can get into sync when we're together in person. And even listening, especially when we're making music together, but when we listen in an audience and there's this rapport between the performer and an audience that goes back and forth. And in some ways I've heard it referred to as the circle of silence because what happens is that we are able as a performer to go into our creative area and then the audience feels that and then they bring that back in quantum level to send that back to the performer who can go even deeper and dig more into what filmmaker David Lynch calls catching the big fish you know that when we're when we're quiet when we're deep then that's where the real creativity happens yes. so then we send that back to the audience and then the audience sends it back again yes and and you cannot get that through a screen can you no no i think maybe to some extent it helps just to keep the memory of it yes alive. <laughs> Yes, yeah. but I've been listening to, you know, quite a lot of live streamed gigs and they, they, they are lovely and it's so good to hear the music. But even when you've got, you know, a screen, there's somebody performing, you know, a, a, a band, you know, even a big band performing in the venue and it's a venue that you're familiar with. Right. So you can kind of pretend that you're there, but it really isn't the same. It's not, and I think it's not the same for the performer either. I've done a couple of things where I've sung or spoken um, to a crowd, but without that feedback, without being able to see people's expressions and to see when, what things they're getting or what they're tuning into, it's a little bit flatter. Yeah, exactly. Well. Thank you for joining me. I've really appreciated talking to you. It's been really nice. I look forward to reading your book. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking me. I've really enjoyed looking forward to it and also meeting you like this. Thank you so much, Hilary. That's brilliant. Lovely to talk to you, Jane. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. At the beginning of the podcast, I played the start of Forever Young. And now I'm going to play an extract from Midnight Lullaby, which is the title track, obviously, of this particular album. But Jane has several albums, so it's well worth checking her out. Meanwhile, thank you so much for joining me once more on Harmonious World. Please do rate and leave me a review. And you can find all the links to my social media on the show notes. I really appreciate all my listeners and all of my guests as well. And thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of 
discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening, and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.